right, guys, here's a debrief. David and Ryan were talking about the episode right after the episode with Kobe. Uh, cool episode, David. You know what? I want to dive right to the heart of it because mm-hmm. I think this was um, the crux of the, like, not the disagreement, but our differences in investment style and philosophy was probably this. Kobe seems to think that um, it is far more common for networks, layer one networks in particular, but maybe other things to move across the spectrum of centralization and then to become more decentralized over time. I think Mm. you and I probably think that is a bit more rare. And in order for that to happen, has to be a very intentional process that starts on layer zero. It has to be embedded in the founder DNA, but also in the DNA of the builders and the community and the culture. It's not just going to happen on its own because it's hard, because it involves accepting a number of uh, trade-offs that few people are willing to make. And some of those trade-offs aren't short-term profit maximization trade-offs. That's how I'd probably articulate uh, our take on it. What are your thoughts on that whole debate as you're reflecting post the podcast? Yeah, I, going into this, I kind of thought that Kobe was a nihilist. Um, and I still kind of think he is. But uh, when he makes the assumption that things will just, if they work in crypto, will ultimately end in a decentralized way, that assumption, I think, is really optimistic, maybe maybe naively so. Um, uh, and But like he's kind of just assuming that there's a positive decentralized outcome at the end of this whole crypto thing. Uh, it, it was also interesting to for him to say like, oh, yeah, the chain that we're using in 2050, maybe it's not even born yet. Like maybe it's just not Bitcoin, not Ethereum, not Solana, not Avalanche, not anything. It could be just brand new. And maybe that's a future chain. Um, I, I kind of think that a lot of the chains that exist today are the ones that we will be seeing in the long term. Uh, and that's why this that's why you and I think that this really matters right here, right now. Because if these things don't decentralize pretty damn soon, then that impacts everything down the line. Um, and so, like, it's a, I think it's like a, a risk trade-off where Kobe seems to be okay with taking the risk that uh, he thinks that things are going to ultimately end decentralized, and like, it's there's not in sufficiently enough risk that that's not true where he needs to become like a a fighter for this. Um, where we kind of think that if you don't prioritize, if you don't instill decentralization into the culture, then it's not going to be there at all. Uh, and so like, no, it's not the, the outcome of this is not, should not be assumed. Um, but the, yeah, the differences so, between us are, are also not that big at the end of the day, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I don't think the differences are, are that big, but I, 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 I want to jump on that point. So I guess uh, another counter to what, what, what Kobe was saying is, is basically like, are you sure you're not just saying that because it's a more profitable position mm. to trade on? to be like all aboard this uh, centralization narrative in the short run. That's kind of what I wanted to ask. And I don't just ask that of, of Kobe. I, um, I, I actually think he does have you know good intentions. But of course, one of those intentions is to succeed from a trading perspective mm-hmm. uh, and uh, succeed every single year, right? It's like y- you want to make the best possible trades in a given year. And so I wonder if part of this is like, post-rationalization mm. of that as well. It's like it, it was it was more profitable to not factor in decentralization. Therefore, I made that as a trade. And now I'm kind of going to justify that by saying everything centralized everything decentralizes over time. Right. 
It's like, and if that's the case, like if you really, if you, if you really are a profit maximalist, you're just making this for a trade. I get it. Okay. But I do think it's naive to say that things possibly naive to say that everything decentralizes over time or most things do, or that most people in crypto actually have good intentions. I actually think a lot of people in crypto from a builder's perspective don't care enough about these things mm-hmm. at, you know, as much as they should. And I think there are a lot of people in crypto who are just in for like the quick path, the, you know, the, the short term sort of uh, cycle and they don't care as much about the long run. So I would just push back on that a little bit and, and just ask whether that's just not profit maximization speaking or whether that's a, a real thesis that you can actually like test and you see this play out. Cause I, I think it's been more rare in my experience in crypto. Like mm-hmm. what, let's take the, let's take the layer ones, you know, which layer one has become actually more decentralized over time aside from Bitcoin from a distribution perspective, you could say, and even that in some areas has become more centralized. Mining, for example, I could definitely argue that's that's been a centralization vector and kind of a weakness. Uh, and Ethereum, which has been very intentional about its decentralization, but also falls prey to centralization. Like MEV is still a massive problem on Ethereum and kind of unresolved by the entire crypto industry. And that's a centralization vector or a staking. We don't fully know how that's going to, to, to shake out. It's like, if you just leave things to their own gravity, I, they become centralized in almost every case. Uh, and I, I just don't see very many exceptions to that, to that role without uh, intentional communities. Yeah, I mean, obviously I agree, I agree with you. I think con- decentralization is a conscious choice. Um, there are there are centralizing forces and then there are decentralizing forces, except the decentralizing forces are hard and the centralizing forces are like where is centralizing forces are, are just water flowing downhill. Well, uh, you've also called it a political choice, which I think is a good mm-hmm. insight, like decentralization mm-hmm. being a political choice because that's it. You're making a choice as to where you put the power in the network, right? Mm-hmm. And like power centralizes, doesn't it? Yeah. And throughout human history. Yeah, certainly. Um, and so I, yeah, I like, again, it goes back to Kobe has a really optimistic view of humans and the networks that comprise humans. If he thinks that, you know, things be just because it's in web three, it naturally decentralizes over time. If that was true, that's God, that's a, I'll take a break in that case. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope yeah, to we, God that that's true, because then we don't have to to fight for this so goddamn. You don't hard. have to worry about it, and yeah. that was his point, where he's just very zen about it. And um, what, what do you think about this other thing? Is uh, he doesn't think that there's very much he as an individual uh, can do about that. So even if the, I guess the second point. It for, for him is like even if I care about decentralization, which he says he does, there's not a lot I can actually as an individual do about it. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, again, like I think that's the big difference between Bankless and Up Only, or between you and me and and, and Kobe. Um, I I think that you have to assume that you can influence the course of history. Like we've seen it, we've seen individuals influence history before this. Uh, why why are we assuming that we all of a sudden just can't do this now? Like, especially in, in the world, like we know that like influencers in crypto get targeted 
based off of how they use their influence. Like that's a big public question in cryptos. Like are the influencers being good or are they being bad? And I think that's coming from an assumption that they, the influencers actually do change things. Maybe, maybe Kobe would say that they only change things on the medium term at best and and only really in the short term, not in the long term. Maybe Kobe says that over the long term, again, it's just the things are going to play out the way that they play out. But like, again, my big critique of Kobe is like the two things that we've talked about in this debrief so far is that Kobe thinks that we end up in decentralization, uh, we end up decentralized, and then he also thinks that he doesn't really have any power to sway. Both of those two things are saying that, like, well, I don't have any responsibility here. Like, I don't. That's I the don't, nihilist piece. I, I don't have any role to play here. I don't. There's nothing I can do. And like, right. yeah, that's that's the nihilist piece where I don't like you and I decline to take that position. We're like, well, no, there there are long term consequences to the choices we make right now and the choices we make have massive outsized implications 10 15 20 years down the line and so we have to fight for those the hardest right now while yeah. these things are getting adopted the, the other thing is i think i feel like what, what what i've done at least and i don't know about you david but i've i've wrapped that into uh some of my purpose as well mm-hmm. like by you know purpose in life like what am i doing like why am i in, in crypto doing this bankless thing there's tons of other things like you and I could be doing. Uh, uh, of course, there's a there's a profit incentive, right? And we've said from the, the get go, this is a journey west, and we're prospectors. We're here to like find opportunity and and make money and grow wealth, and all of those things are fantastic. But um, there there is a that's also not fulfilling at the end of the day. That doesn't uh, you know create mm-hmm. purpose. And I I am a believer that um, that human beings really need purpose and in particular like um the generation that we're in like we do need some purpose this entire generation yeah yeah and like and like what so if we topple over or watch the existing institutions crumble and we don't build new ones like what's up like we will have failed Mm -hmm. as as a i feel like we will have failed as a generation and Mm -hmm. so we have no right to talk about any other generations that have come before us, if we're not going to pick up the mantle and be like, hey, this is our opportunity to build something new. Mm-hmm. And for me, anyway, that that gives me purpose. And that's probably why I don't have the proclivity, neither the talent, to be like, like a trader, right? It's like, I'm just like, hey, what's the thing that's going to happen long term? And how can we make that thing the eventual outcome? What do I actually believe in? So it's like Bankless has this mix of, it's not necessarily profit maximization, right? It's like this mm-hmm. mix of like values plus opportunity long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but but it's not just squarely in the moment, squarely in the moment, like profit maximization. And for me, anyways, I found that fulfilling and it helps me stay in crypto longer. I feel mm-hmm. like if I was just to create a trader, there'd be a certain point where I'd be like, oh, okay, hit this number. I'm out. See you later. Like I would be on the beach. Thanks, crypto. To be Peace. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just gonna. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, but the reason I'm in here, like in crypto now, is 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 definitely for purpose, and that's kind of flipped. Uh, yeah. I, I I think um, uh, there's a number of things I want to say. I, I think instead of what what we are, instead of being profit maximalists, I think we are value creation maximalists. We think that decentralized platforms will create the most amount of value over the long term, which is a different, it's a, a profit maximalist of a different flavor. Like it's not profit for ourselves, it's profit for all of humans. Like long to like, and we talked about um, infinite games. Like the goal of crypto is to always be the game. 
right? And I, I wrote about this uh, in the um, uh, the Bankless's Layer Zero Technology article, where like the goal of humans is to create social systems that don't result in jubilees, like where we don't have to take steps backwards. Uh, just forgive so, debt, that kind of thing. Right, exactly, where we just have to tear down the system and create a new one because it broke. Uh, and so like the goal of crypto is to be sustainable for the longest amount of time possible before some new system comes and breaks it. Uh, and so that, that long-term thinking that it, how, like how long can we play this game and how can we maximize the length of the game is the way that crypto produces the most amount of value for the most amount of people over the longest amount of time, which is a, which is profit maximalism, but it's profit maximalism for everyone rather than the individual. It's the, we all going to make it stance rather than just like, Oh, I'm going to make it. And then I'm going to be out. Yeah, I, I I think that's right. But I also think that like part of the the reason this episode was great is because like I do think uh it's good to challenge existing models of things, right? And you know, there is a, an Achilles heel for the sort of like purpose that you and I were just talking about. And that Achilles heel can be like um of religi- religiosity, like almost like a fervor. Of yeah. saying like okay, people have called us uh, self righteous douchebags lately. Self righteous douchebag douchebaggery, right? It's like you're indignant. You're like out of like you're out of touch, and you are moralizing things mm-hmm. that shouldn't be moralized, right? By the way, I saw a lot of people do this uh, in COVID, for example. Mm. All sorts of things became like moralized. Are Moral you wearing a mask? Yeah. Are you not right. wearing a mask? Right. Lots of things, and some of that becomes very unhealthy because at the end of the day, if if um, we don't stick to the right core values and we start moralizing the wrong thing. And like Kobe's example, I feel like this was a straw man because you and I never do this. Like, I I don't think, uh, at least I hope we don't. We've never hit users over the head and been like, you should be paying $20 for an Ethereum Mm -hmm. transaction rather than going to Avalanche or Solana. Like we've never done that. But I do feel like um, there's the straw man version of that where like, yeah, bankless guys say, it's unholy to be on, right. you know, other chains and like, right. you, we don't do that. But if we started to do that mm-hmm. or to the extent that we close our minds and become disconnected from the the real values of inclusivity, uh, openness, decentralization that actually make this possible and the extent that we just get caught up on these like fringe religious things, we lose sight. Like this is very much to me what happened to the the Bitcoin maximalist community. They totally lost the plot, right? It's like they lost the plot of why they're here, why Bitcoin is important. They bit their own tail. Yeah, they bit their own tail and they they became hollowed out, right? Mm -hmm. And he's right, though. That could happen Mm -hmm. to someone like to to us, right? That could happen to the bankless thesis where we just... So I think it's important to guard against that. And I like... This is why... I was back to like, oh, there's a yin and the yangs, right? I'm I'm glad somebody like Kobe exists to, mm-hmm. you know, call us on that or check our assumptions on that. Like, I don't accept everything that he's saying, but it's good to have that sort of check on our thinking. And that for me was a, a valuable part of this conversation with him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And the, there's that, the conversation of like um, 
Bitcoiners think that Ethereum is a centralized scam chain. Ethereans think that like Solana and Avalanche are these centralized scam chains. And then and then there's perhaps there's gonna be another iteration of that where like there's only like seven nodes uh, and it's super duper fast. Yeah. Uh, after after Solana and Avalanche gain traction to the point where they have fees and congestion, well then like an even more centralized chain comes up and it's even faster yeah. and even greater. And the yeah. UX is even just even more beautiful. Um, uh, at some point. Again, I'll reiterate this. I think I think Kobe even mentioned this. At some point, yeah. somebody's got to be right. Like, well, he somebody's conceded that be right. too. He was yeah. like, at some point, somebody's right. Yeah. And I think, uh, again, it's a question, it's a function of the layer zero. Where are, like, are we here just to pump our bags and our bags happen to be ether? Or are we here because we can actually articulate a, a reason for why this, why the point on the spectrum is like right here? And I think that we can. Um, and that, that has always been the main difference between Ethereans and Bitcoiners. Yeah, I, I, I do feel like it, it, it remains the case that I, if I saw something like Ethereum, that, you know, different than Ethereum, right? Mm-hmm. But like that was better from a decentralization perspective, better from a, like, these are the values that, you know, I want to see in the world and I, I believe in. And like, also decentralization is a thesis too. I mean, we've talked about... Um, uh, the the whole modular blockchain thesis, which hinges upon decentralization, really, right? That's how you scale these these social systems. Scale anyway, through decentralization. Yeah, if there was an ETH killer or something else, call it whatever you want, that did those things, I would totally trade my ETH sure. for that, right? Mm-hmm. And I like I'd make that calculated bet, and I'd be very excited about those ecosystems. It's just I'm not seeing a lot of that in today's environment, and like. I like one thing that you said uh, during the episode was like, maybe it's just kind of a waiting game, right? So let's say Kobe's right, all right? So Solana, these other, these other chains uh, start to become more decentralized over time, all right? It's like, well, at that point, we start talking, caring about them more, right? And it's like, until then, it's kind of like, you gotta show me, man. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta prove it. You gotta it. prove it. Yeah, you don't just get to waltz into the bankless content calendar before <laughs> you're decentralized. Well, I just mean like, and even that. I mean, I don't want that to sound like, but it's 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 important. I think, and we we think it's very important. And um, yeah, I you know, what what did you think of this though? The the character alignment episode that was pretty funny. It's like I guess oh, that's that's going to be pretty spicy. Crypto Twitter okay. is going to talk about that one. <laughs> well, let's talk about let's talk about Bankless first. So he uh-huh. put uh, Bankless as uh, lawful good, like goody yeah. two shoes. Do you think yeah, that's right? Just, yeah, 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 a little bit. It's probably sure. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Were you were you like a goody two shoes in school? Were you like not really? I was a I was a solid B student. Um, didn't really cause any trouble, but um, didn't really refrain from making it either. I feel like so I feel like I've I'm a bit more towards the neutral because I think that um lawful if back to one thing he said mm. which was which was right I think if if you're really lawful you're not even in crypto man right yes like, yeah you're doing it you're a wall street trader well, who, or who are who all the who are what are the laws like because are they social laws because laws are supposed to reflect social values there you go uh, and That's so steep. like are we talking about uh nation state laws like you know written down in 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 the book somewhere or are we talking about just like oh are we violating social norms oh that's a good question i don't and know i don't, what I don't think bankless violates social norms i i think we actually fall in line with them we actually try to fall in line with them that's probably true yeah so yeah. lawful in this case doesn't mean authoritarian it just means right. like you're you, you, you play by the playbook that everyone else plays by yes and you think that there is some foundation right 
to all of this, right? Yeah. It's not just, what did you say? Leaf, leaf in the wind kind yes, of thing. A leaf on the wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, so, okay. What's, what's what another insight or another question I would have for you. So he, um, he said that crypto, uh, how he succeeded in crypto and lasted this long is, um, two things, uh, curiosity and skepticism is the first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second is luck. Um, I don't know if either of those two spoke to you, but what do you what do you think of uh, either of them? Curiosity and skepticism and luck. Do you think that these are like really, you know, why people are in crypto and how they last? Curiosity, definitely. That's something I've experienced all around me. Everyone that I know who is into crypto is just intellectually curious. They just like to learn things. Like how 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 else can you get to to know what crypto is if you don't like to learn things like how else are you going to go down the rabbit hole like that's what it means to go down the rabbit hole like oh i like to learn stuff therefore i go down the rabbit hole so yeah you got it you got to be curious like you have to be like oh there's a link that's to some article that somebody wrote like i'll click on it and read it even though i didn't know it existed two seconds ago it's the number one i think it's the thing that everyone in crypto has in common like we're all curious Curious. at this stage in the game Mm -hmm. what do you Um, think of the the next one skepticism skepticism um I kind of had a hard time trying to figure out what he meant by that uh, because like to, to my uh, mistake was not skeptical enough in 2017 with, with ICOs like, Oh, this one's going to change the world. Oh, this one's going to, Oh, these, all these things are going to change the world. I, I think that's what he means though. Right? right. It's like the people who aren't skeptical enough just get washed out. Right. right. And you didn't get washed out. You I stayed. Didn't, I didn't get washed out. Yeah. But a lot of people who do that journey are like not skeptical in, at all. And then they, they get torched. Maybe that's what he means. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I generally like when people tell me something, I generally believe them like, uh, kind of a trusting individual. Uh, and <laughs> like may, maybe that's not the right, like property or characteristic to have inside, uh, inside of crypto. Um, and then, and then, and then he also said luck. Uh, and I think you can replace luck with conviction too. Um, like some people, like he said that, like he got into crypto and he immediately had like a big win. Uh, and like, that's very addicting, right? Like they use like, that's your first hit of dopamine, like, and you only want more and that's what keeps you going. Um, but also what can keeps you, keeps you going is like, you can just play the long game, uh, and like not try to trade your way into luck and just like, well, like it's a, again, it's a waiting game. I'll just buy the crypto monies until they're the new monies of the world. And so yeah. conviction can keep you going. Yeah. I think, I think, I think conviction is the thing you need once you're here for sure. Yeah. And conviction is not something that, um, somebody can give you. It's something you earn, right? right. It's like, it's like, like fitness, man. It's like having a fit body. What do you, right. no one can give you that, right? right? You have to earn it like every single day. Plus, and and like, like, especially when you learn something for the first time, you automatically have zero conviction on it. Cause like, how totally. could you? Yeah, totally. You, you just borrow someone else's conviction. That's not no, real conviction. That's not your own. Work. But like, but I do take his point that luck is actually partially what got us here in the first mm-hmm. place, right? Mm-hmm. Like where we were born, it's like the moment in time. Like, and this is another reason I, I don't take it for granted that, uh, you know, this, this opportunity that we have, right? It's like, it's literally the birth of the next internet. And so we are very like lucky mm-hmm. to be alive at this point in time and kind of shaping this industry. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a good take. What do you think about his uh, thoughts on crypto brain? Do you vibe with that? Yeah, um, it was a pretty straightforward answer. It's like, oh yeah, you just have to be a normal human and do normal other self-discipline. Human. Yeah, yeah, self-discipline. Yeah, um, like uh, I was wondering if part of his answer was going to be like, oh, I just leaned into it because that's kind of what I've done. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's just laughs> You've like, integrated things, I think. What do you mean? 
like i mean i think you've integrated like fun stuff oh sure and like yeah. life stuff with mm-hmm. crypto and kind of made them a bit more one in the same that's right you know you think that's yeah. true yeah totally uh and then so like yeah it's it, and it's just a matter of just like, do you want to just have a completely crypto dominated life? Uh, and I'm not sure how what percentage of people in crypto want to say yes to that question. Um, <laughs> it, so- it sounds like Kobe says no. Like he says he only spends three days on crypto these days. Um, uh, but like I'm down to send, spend like eight for some goddamn reason. <laughs> do, you, do you think that might be one of those things where no one can give you the, the right answer? It's like you got to yeah, figure probably. out what works for yeah, you. It's a kind of like a nutrition question. plan. It's kind yeah. of a personal question, yeah. Right, like, yeah, what is your disposition and how do you deal with it? Um, That was good, man. I feel like we left that podcast in a good place, too. Totally. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there some beef? So I haven't had much interaction yeah. with Kobe on uh, crypto Twitter, but I think you've had it a little bit more. Was there some beef between Bankless and Kobe, or what do you think? Yeah, for some goddamn reason. Uh, the, <laughs> we had the, the Top Signal show for a while, which was like a crypto entertainment show where we were just like play games and make jokes and just like crack up and have a good time. Uh, and like, I think he felt like the, that we were treading into up only territory. Uh, and so like we were stepping on his toes for a little bit. Uh, and then it's also easy to jab at us on Twitter when you're just like, oh, it's just like a fucking tokenized podcast. Like, who, who the hell oh, are you they? talking about like the Bankless DAO and like the Bankless DAO. Yeah, yeah, we issued the Bankless DAO. And like when we did do that, he retweeted that. Did they just like tokenize a podcast? Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. And like, yeah, if you just take that at face value, like, what the fuck? But then like you actually can go into the Bankless DAO Discord and like, oh, there's actually a ton of energy here. It's actually something completely different. It has nothing to do with the podcast. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like it's easy. And, and he's really good at cracking jokes, especially on Twitter. Um, oh, he, and it's one yeah. of those things where like, yeah, there was a little bit of beef. There's a little back and forth spats. For some reason, like he kind of didn't let it go. And that's kind of where it, when it went from like fun to joking to actually kind of real. Uh, <laughs> but like it, I, I, we didn't really bring it up this time because I think both of us know that like it just doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah, I guess takeaways from that show is like it doesn't appear like there's any beef. I think no. he's got a lot of respect for us. I think we have a lot of respect for him. Um yep, certainly. I don't think he's the nihilist I thought he was, Correct. but Agreed. he's got some elements yep. and I think he's definitely more pro- profit maximization side of things. He's also more on the narrative trader side. Yep. Uh versus like, you know, fundamentals. So, it's healthy to have that difference in the mm-hmm. ecosystem and it's a good check on our uh, our narratives and our values. So, it's crypto cool. barbell podcast. Yeah, exactly. Bar- barbell podcast. Exactly. Both sides. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's also hilarious and he's a lot of fun. He's yeah, it's like hilarious. A really good conversation. So yeah. uh-huh. we hope you enjoyed it, guys. I think that's uh, the end of the debrief. We'll catch you later. Bye, everyone.